Hello, and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers with whatever writing ailments you might have. Whether it's related to your craft or your career, we can help. Are you ready for your session? The The doctors doctors are are in. in. So, hi, Roshni. How you doing? Well, it's a beautiful rainy day here in Los Angeles. How's it oh, out wow. in uh, the Midwest? Uh, we have our own precipitation, but it's the uh, whiter kind. It's the snowy kind. Gosh, I miss that stuff. <laughs> it's nice. It's not too bad. Um, we've actually missed most of the wh- horrible stuff. But anyway, that's not here or there. I invited a, uh, a guest today that I've really wanted to talk to for a long time. He is a screenwriter, a YouTuber, and a podcaster. His name is Tyler Mowry. Um, he recently rebranded his channel on YouTube as Top Development, so I'm interested in hearing about that. But I've been watching his videos for like over three years now. He's been doing it for, I think, six or more. I came across this channel because a lot of his videos, um, I talk about Get It Made a lot, that writing program I'm in. They mm-hmm. recommend a lot of videos as part of our kind of ongoing, you know, kind of training each ourselves and stuff. And, uh, you know, I've watched some videos like, can, you know, can dialogue be taught? And he did this whole long thing where he wrote a screenplay in 48 hours, which is, I watched the entire thing. It was crazy. Um, and that has like 900,000 views. So I'm part of his, you know, 2,600, you know, what is it? 266,000 subscribers he has. They get a lot of value out of all these videos he does. So I thought it'd be great to have him come on the show and talk to us about, you know, why he does it and how he does it. And here he is. Hi, Tyler. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Good to be here, Tom. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome. Thanks, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are uh, you, you're kind of uh, kind of a, a young screenwriter. You're y- younger than I am, definitely. But you've really got a huge following, and you've you've kind of had this inc- incredible kind of. You're kind of a, a guru, but you're kind of doing it while you're doing it yourself. It's kind of interesting. It's almost like you're kind of like bringing us along on your journey. So why don't yeah. you? Why don't you start by telling us about that journey? Like, what's your what's your backstory? How did you get into screenwriting? You know, did you go to school? That kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, when I was a kid, I really loved books. So when I was a kid, my parents were pretty strict about, you know, video games and like, you know, when I could watch TV shows, when I could watch, you know, movies and all this sort of stuff. Right. And so I read a ton of books as a kid and I wanted to be a novelist in the beginning. And, um, as I got older, that kind of evolved. I got into YouTube and uh, and then people were doing like animated comedy series on YouTube. And I was like, oh, this is super cool. I want to do animation. And then as things progressed, I was watching more and more movies. And I was like, oh, like I want to do films. And I, I, I always love stories first. Like no matter the medium, stories was stories have always been what I have loved first. And so I ultimately settled on films as the way that I would tell stories uh, as I was heading into college. And so I did go to film school. Um, I went to a film school uh, at Liberty University, actually, out in Virginia. I don't know if you've heard of Liberty. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, interesting place um, with with an interesting film school, to say the least. Uh, Had a lot of interesting, fun times there dealing with some stuff. But I went there. Um, I was in the film school well i was in the film school properly for one semester um which was an awesome time 
Um, they actually have a fantastic process of um, making shorts. Like I made seven shorts with professional equipment. They had a ton of like professional level equipment at the film school. They let us use it. They let us make these short films, all this sort of stuff. But there were some disagreements that I had with how some of the things were run. Um, and they, they, they sort of refused to allow me to um, work with other people that I really wanted to work with that were within the film school, like some of my other friends, like they were actively separating us, which was very strange. So I ended up leaving and um, came out to LA in 2018 um, because I got a internship as a script reader. And I was ah. like, yeah. So then I was like, heck yeah, you know, I'm in LA, I'm doing this thing, you know, now I'm going to, I'm going to do the industry thing. Right. And, um, as I was doing that, I was like, I was reading all these scripts and I was kind of finding out that, you know, a lot of them were not so great. And I was like, why are these professional screenplays not good at all? And, uh, I, at first I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you know, you know, well, I, I can write better than these people. Right. I'll, you know, I was kind of, this was kind of my mindset, right? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be a, you know, this super young screenwriter and blast past everybody and get right to the front. Right. That was kind of my mindset. So I tried to do that, wrote a script, um, for this particular company I was working for. They were kind enough to let me submit a script to them. Um, and ultimately that script was pretty terrible. And uh, they they let me know it was bad, and it was that like, oh, sounds okay, easier well. than it is, right? Right, <laughs> right. It's like, like thanks not for so... the tough love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. the The producer actually who who read it and like had a meeting with me called it Z grade, <laughs> which was ooh. like ooh, yeah. He said Z grade specifically, not B or C. Um, and so I was like, well, I guess I've got some work to do, right? So I kind of went back to the drawing board here, and I was like, okay why aren't why is my script not working like i was very frustrated about that right like i i love stories and i had been studying story for so long and been watching movies and reading books and doing all this stuff and it was like i wasn't clicking like i did not actually understand how to do this and so at that point i was like okay i'm going to take a really serious analytical look at the scripts that you know this company is receiving that i'm reading and try to really get clear on why they aren't working and, and what elements of them are working and why they are working when they are. And um, that really sent me on this whole journey of viewing story and specifically screenplays at, from this identify and solve problem sort of lens and really sent me into sort of the craft world, right? To say like, there is a way of clarifying and focusing a story around what it is that you are trying to say. And if you have a clear, you know, ultimately thematic argument that you are trying to put forward through a story that you are saying, then therefore it requires you to do certain things. It requires you to be very clear about how you are expressing that idea. And that is, that's essentially kind of what set me out on the journey. And um, at that point I had been doing YouTube already. Um, before 2018, I had been making videos while I was in film school that were to study film and to essentially help me study and compile what I had been learning. And so they were all sorts of different kind of videos. They weren't just screenwriting. So it was directing, it was cinematography, it was story, it was editing, it was all this different stuff. And um, after, after 2018 in LA where, 
you know, he told me my script was terrible. And before that, which long story short, I made this 20 page short film that I, that it, it, it so I'll quick story 20. So I made this short. Uh, I co-wrote it with a friend of mine back in film school that semester that I had left, I left, um, in December. Right. And so now I had this sort of gap between going to LA in the summer and what I was doing until then from January to May. And so in this time I was like, okay, well, I'm going to continue, you know, working and, and make a short. So wrote this 20 page short. It was this contained story, kind of this contained thriller story, ensemble cast of like six people. I had a crew of four people, brought everybody a state over in North Carolina to a location we had there at this lake house. Um, you know, I, I worked with the actors. I, I had all, you know, all my crew, all this stuff. It like consumed my life over this semester. And I, we shoot it um, over this crazy two days. We get back. I bring all the footage into, you know, premiere and I hated it. And I was like, I was so, I mean, I was just so angry that it was terrible and it wasn't bad because the acting was bad. It wasn't bad because cinematography was bad. Everybody had done their job except for me. The writing was not good. And I remember that. And I remember thinking, I will not I refuse to step back on set without understanding how story works. And then that was then compounded when I went to LA and got told that my writing was Z grade by producers. And I was essentially like, you know, I, I'm going to figure this thing out that I have loved so much, but I'm still terrible out or die trying. And uh, I've been doing that ever since. Now wow. I'm curious though, I mean, so obviously you were hired as a as a script reader, which means mm-hmm. you're the first line of defense before it gets passed on to the to the upper management. So, I mean, obviously you knew some. I mean, you know, like you, you can't have been all that bad because you had enough to know when something's bad, right? Because I'm sure well, you were sure. passing on bad scripts. Right, definitely, yeah. Like, and you know, it's it's my I I definitely I knew what scripts were good and what scripts were not good, right? Like my taste was there and I think my taste Mm -hmm. has always been there, but my execution was lacking. Right. Mm, And uh, that's, that's just always been the problem, right? Is like, you know, having a high level of taste and saying, okay, I want to be able to perform at this level, but it's all about the execution, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. you can, you know, you can have good ideas and you can have opinions about how other people do things all day long. But un- uh, unless you can execute, it doesn't matter. I, so total- from I that, totally know the feeling. <laughs> Sorry. So from that that moment of, of clarity where you're like, oh, geez, you know, I got to improve to now. How did you figure out your blind spots? So a lot of it was. I had been studying writing up to this point, but then. At, at this point, my my problem was that there's there was all these different books and all these different thinkers and all these different people that had all these different definitions and ideas about what a story was and how it worked, right? So you ask one person and and they say, oh, well, you need to follow you know this fifteen beat structure to do this so that you can sell your movie to Hollywood. You talk to this person and they say, oh, well any sort of, you know, structural formats are completely formulaic and you must allow the story to take you where it leads. You talk to this person and they tell you about, 
you know, how subtext is important. And you're like, okay, well, what is subtext? It's like, well, this, this person has one definition for that. This person has another. So what I found was that there was all of these conflicting and confusing terms and ideas that were not clear to me. And I realized that that lack of clarity was what made it so difficult to actually get really clear on what it was that we were doing. And so what I set out to do, and really where this was the point where I shifted my YouTube channel from me generally making videos about movies as a whole to this being like, hey, here is how I am viewing story based upon what I have learned so far and continuing to take topics and clarify my views under that particular topic to essentially set in stone some of the ways that I would view story. And so uh, that was, that essentially was what created my, my big channel growth and what actually launched things forward because writers on YouTube were resonating with how I was viewing story. And that was the you know, practical screenwriting was um, what my channel and my website was before it was top development more recently. And that was the focus. That was the goal. Practical screenwriting. How do you practically take all of these terms and ideas and definitions? You have Robert McKee talking about the negation of the negation. It's like, what are you saying? And how do we actually get clear on the writer who is sitting in front of their computer screen trying to put words down onto a page in a way that is going to get them closer to the great story they are trying to tell? That was my focus and getting clear on that. Yeah, I noticed in, in, in your videos, you have a theme of what is your problem and this is how you solve it. So it's step one is to identify where that problem is. You know, mm -hmm. is it theme? Is it, is it dialogue? Is it, is it, um, you know, subtext or, you know, uh, whatever it is. And then you address, this is how you fix it. So you don't look at you don't look at, I mean, stories that, as an overall can have problems, obviously plot holes and, and things like that. But you look at um, at trying to to look at the the crux of the problem, like what's that little thing that if you pull that twig out, you know, everything else kind of falls into place, kind of stuff. Definitely, because what what I have found, and I've worked with almost just right at a hundred writers at this point, one on one. So what I've done. Um, over the last couple of years is I've been working with writers one-on-one -on -one over a two to three month period where we are identifying all the problems in their screenplay, clarifying their vision and doing a, a complete rewrite together. I've been doing this over and over and over and over again. And that has been extremely valuable in understanding how to explain where the problems are. And it's been super valuable in, in helping writers understand that ultimately, like your problems can be categorized, like your script does not have to be this fuzzy mass of 120 pages that you never really understand. Like my view is that you should be able to go to page 74. And there's a scene on page 74. And if you take that scene out, you under and move it to page 51, you understand what you just did. You know how it's going to affect the story. You understand what that movement was and what how it relates to not only the structure, but also the character's arcs and also the thematic argument that you were saying and the philosophical conflict that's at the center of your story. And so that has been my obsession is to say, okay, there are tools and uh, cat like there are categories of, of the things that you need 
for a script, right? So if you're looking at a car, you need certain things, right? You need the engine and you need the wheels and you need the axles and you need the fuel and you need the electrical systems. And all of those things are their own categories that are ultimately serving the goal, which is to push this vehicle forward, right? And I think a story does work the same way. Like there is a craft to it that, um, that doesn't negate the art. I think it actually enhances the art because now when you understand what the purpose of a story is fundamentally first, and my view is that the purpose of a story is to communicate a idea about how human beings live and the beliefs that they hold about how to live, then you can say, okay, well, I want to express this belief dilemma through my story. If that becomes your goal, then it means you need to do certain things to get there. It means that you have to say, okay, well, that means I want to show my character go through an arc of change as they are struggling with this dilemma, this back and forth question. Okay, well, if we want to do that, then how does that happen? Well, characters' arcs are attached to structure. You cannot have a character go through an arc without having a structural flow to actually see how the character is encountering problems and then making choices based upon those problems that change what they believe. And so ultimately, I think you can build my entire story philosophy is built on this single belief that your story is giving an argument. Your story has a your story has a thesis statement in the same way that an essay might. The difference between an essay and a story is that an essay is going to tell you and a story is going to show you. So what would be the biggest problem that you see most writers make? And it doesn't even have to be like, you know, they don't understand uh, story structure. I mean, maybe it's like being too precious about their work or something. But what's like the biggest issue that you see a lot of your writers come in with? The biggest issue is that writers don't have something to say. Or if they do have something to say, they don't know how to say it clearly. They're not really sure what it is they're saying yet. I think the core problem of story and the core problem, like clarity is king. Right. If you can te- if you can be very clear on what it is you're trying to communicate first, then it can bleed into your story. What happens is writers aren't quite sure what it is they are saying first. And it's not because they're you know, it's not because they're confused or because they're dumb or anything like that. It's just because it takes time and it takes understanding how to clarify the idea that you are expressing to actually get there. So, for example, there's um. A writer I worked with, um, he's a South African writer, uh, so he's not really, you know, industry in the industry or this sort of thing. But he he wanted to do he wanted to work with me for the art, and he had this very interesting um, the these themes that he wanted to talk about about identity, personal identity, living in South Africa, and some of the stuff that he had struggled with, and some of the things that he had watched others struggle with. But he had so many ideas, and it was kind of like swimming around. And like, there were there were elements of a theme, but it wasn't really, really clear. It wasn't all it wasn't so clear that you could put the entire argument of the story in one sentence. But when we did that first, then suddenly everything else is able to bleed out from that because now you can say, okay, well, when I know what I'm arguing for, now I can create the opposition to that, right? I can create the other side. And now we have a philosophical dilemma. And now we have this black and white sort of view here. And then how do we take that black and white dilemma and make it nuanced and make it interesting? Well, you do that with character web, right? You place characters specifically in positions 
under these two black and white viewpoints to then make the story um, you know, non-formulaic, essentially, to actually be honest about all of the different viewpoints that are under this thematic argument that you were trying to express. So under this philosophical conflict that you're trying to express. And then from there, now you can say, okay, well, how do I then create um, characters going through their arcs and actually uh, showing the dilemma between these two viewpoints. Well, you do that through character choice. It's like, okay, how do you create character choice? You create character choice through characters wanting something and then encountering problems and then having to make a choice about what they believe based about, based around that problem, right? So if you can create problems that not only force your character to externally solve that problem, but also make a decision about what they believe, then you create a structure that is also the character's arc at the same time. And then, then you don't, there, there, you lose this, this whole um, question about like, oh, is structure making your story formulaic? It's like, no, structure is the, the engine with which your character arcs. Without that engine with which your character arcs, you don't have a story. And I think that's what I've learned uh, from Dan Harmon. Uh, Dan Harmon's story circle is one of the most valuable tools that I found in constructing a story. And it's been something I have been studying over and over and over and over over the last couple of years, because it is, it's ultimately the fundamental, it's the, it's the smallest you can get while creating an, an organic story where a character goes through change. If you lose any of the pieces, you no longer have the the flow of a change arc because you must it's almost like the well i mean i can go i can talk about the story yeah. forever and ever and ever i actually but. was going <laughs> to ask you about that because it, it sounds like you have such a unique um you know perspective on analyzing a story like and to find those solutions to the problems so i was going to ask you about that because it, it does seem like you have this like really unique um, process and, and, and way of looking at stories for a diagnostic purpose. But then I wanted to know um, if you had a particular method for, you know, building your story from the beginning, from the ground up. You know, a lot of people, have, you know, there's the old Sid Fields and their derivatives and Dan Harmon. I've been, you know, trying to, you know, get my handle and my head around to try to use that for a new story and uh, beat sheets and other things. So, so you know, I, I think you, even when you did your, um, write a screenplay in 48 hours. I think you used the, the story circle, didn't you? Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. So yeah. Tell me about why, why you chose that and why that works so well for you. So to answer the, the first part of the question, you're talking about kind of problem identification and then starting to build a story from a, from one of these views, practical screenwriting was all of, and you know, the previous Tyler Mowry YouTube channel was all about problem identification, right? I identifying what's not working and how do we fix that? Part of the switch to top development is that through doing this problem identification over the last three years, I have now built a framework of looking at story that you can then use whether you are rewriting or whether you are building a story from scratch. And so that this has been part of this rebrand uh, because th what I've essentially built now is a unified language of story. And, th and the goal of top development, the reason that we're doing this is I want to unite the tribe of screenwriters under a unified story language so that we can speak to each other with 
the same terms and the same definitions and understand what we mean when we say different things. Because I've noticed, um, you know, when I've submitted for script coverage or when writers I've worked with have gotten feedback from other people, so many times the feedback is about trying to change their idea or the feedback is just based on how the reader felt. And that to me is not strong enough to build a notes process on, and it's not strong enough to build a story from the ground up on. And so um, what I have built is this top development story framework that is a unified language of story that I want to bring more and more and more writers under so that we can, one, collaborate and co-write stories together, but also to give helpful feedback in a way where you can clearly understand what it is, what the vision is that that writer has for their story and then give notes and identify problems under that vision rather than saying, hey, what if you just change the entire idea or here's some notes based upon how I felt about a couple scenes and some dialogue. And so that's been the reason for this switch. And so, yeah, like um, ultimately what I have found is that the way that you identify problems is also the way that you build a story from the ground up. And so if you understand the pieces that you need, and in my view, that's thematic argument, philosophical conflict, character web, concept, uh, what else? It's story circles, and then uh, set up some payoffs, um, character choices, and some other things. But those are the, the big pieces. But like, if you have these pieces and you can say, okay, well, I know, I know the pieces that I need to fill in, right? And so now I can brainstorm and have fun uh, knowing that I need to be in this area. So it's like when I'm brainstorming ideas, it's like, okay, where are those ideas going? Am I brainstorming ideas about my thematic argument? Am I brainstorming ideas about my concept, about my character webs, about structural moments in the story, about moments of choice in the character's arcs? If you can know that and you can also take whatever level your idea is at, then you can say, okay, I can plug the current ideas I have into this framework. So if you come into it saying, okay, I have an idea for a character in three or four scenes. Okay, cool. So, you know, you can now place that character somewhere in your character web and you can say, okay, well now I can start to work on what their, what their beliefs are, what their viewpoint is, which then helps me build out my philosophical conflict. If I have a few scenes, I can potentially throw them down into my scene timeline here and get a sense of where those might be and then get a sense of what the other big pieces will be. And then you can just build and build and build and build. So, um, yeah, no, that's, that's so cool because um, what you're saying about, you know, when you get feedback from, you know, uh, coverage or contests or whatever it is, sometimes you're scratching your head and it takes you, you have to like try to understand what are they getting at here? You've broken it down into, into, you know, uh, categories where it's very easy to define, okay, you know, I see where the problem is and I understand exactly where I need to go to correct that and adjust these other pieces along the way to make it all continue to work smoothly versus kind of vague notions of, you know, of your dialogue is, isn't great. Or, you know, these kind of like um, your theme is, is, is not clear. You know, those kinds of things are like, they're accurate, but they're not exactly helpful. Right. But it sounds like what you're doing is more, is more targeted. Yes. In my mind, you need to be, if you're going to tell me that my, you know, something is wrong with my structure or something is wrong with my theme. You need to be able to point very specifically and say, this piece is wrong here. 
right? And that's a, that is what I have been doing over the last couple of years with writers one-on-one is getting very clear on saying, okay, we have all this stuff here and I'm going to show you this exact piece right here. This is what needs to be solved, right? Because if you cannot um, find that specific piece and understand what that thing is and then fix it, then you're not actually improving the story. So what happens is when, when writers are doing rewrites or when they're doing passes, they are doing a pass based on feel over and over again. Okay, well, these scenes sort of feel right this time, so I'll leave them here. And then I do another pass. And well, now I change the first 20 pages. And now these scenes don't quite feel so right. And I'll change those now. And hmm, now my my stuff, my the end doesn't quite feel so right. Maybe if I did it this way, or what if I now maybe, maybe I'll do a whole different idea for the second half of the story, because I did this. And then it just like, nothing is ever able to be set in stone. No, nothing is ever able to like be nailed down and say, this is an unchanging piece of the story, right? And if you can never nail pieces down and say, this piece is here, period, then you're not able to move forward, right? If everything is always and completely up to being moved around every second, then it's very hard to get to the end and say, okay, I actually have a completed draft of this story that I that I believe is the best expression of the story I'm trying to tell. I just have to ask, because based on the fact that you are so analytical about approaching a script, plotter or pantser? <laughs> plotter or pantser? Mm-hmm. What do you as mean? In, what do you as mean? in by the seat of your pants. Do you, do oh, you, do you yeah, write yeah. your scripts... Or do you do you tell your writers that it's better to outline first and really think of the beats and the story structure? Or do you just kind of like, let's just let's go and see what happens with the characters. That's pantsing. I'm an extreme plotter. I, so would, with I my, was going to say so based yeah. on what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm 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 more of I'm, I'm, I'm almost like an engineer in the level of how analytical I can be on story, which mm-hmm. is also can be a weakness. Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it, 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 that, you know, it It makes me very good at problem identification and being analytical on stories. Does it make mm-hmm. me the best storyteller ever? Well, uh, maybe not. I guess that remains to be seen um, because, you know, there's there's a lot of value in to be able to be a, a pantser, right, to be able to to, you know, feel out those moments. But my argument has essentially been if you can feel out a moment and that moment works then you can come back to that moment and ask why did it work and then gain a lesson that you can then use for your next stories which is so important because if you don't know why you're doing it then yeah you don't have any information you need to know why you did that so absolutely i think that's great yeah <laughs> said Rashni, so people... who's never done an outline <laughs> before <laughs> i'm such a pantser that's why i had to ask tom knows he's my editor so full disclosure um i started writing novels during the pandemic my third okay. one's coming out next month and Fantastic. um thank you and it's funny because and even with my scripts and stuff tom knows this i am such a pantser i'm such a pantser <laughs> so that's why i was like i have to ask because i know there's value in both yeah. ways of approaching yeah Rashni's well, deep was... in it before she realizes she's in trouble <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's I love fun. it. I will see. See, I started off that way in this, like when I was initially writing scripts, like by the time I, I got to LA, I had written something like seven or eight screenplays. So I had been doing this, but 
every time I was doing this, like they were just terrible, 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 terrible. And it was like, I guess I just don't, I don't know if I'm missing the, you know, the, you know, that gene that allows me to just rip through it. Like I, I have to, I have to be analytical about it. I, there's, there's no other way. I feel like for me, it also ends up being way more efficient for me to think about the story before I'm into scenes and before I'm into the actual writing, because so much of the story exists before you get to pages, right? So when I'm working mm -hmm. with clients one-on-one, like 90% of our time is not spent in pages. 90% of our time is spent in outline. Because what I found is you can have a writer who, even if they are not as experienced, they haven't written as much, they, uh, you know, they haven't, you know, they don't have 10 screenplays under their belt and a perfect system for writing. If you can clarify what it is they're trying to say, clear, be very clear about why each character is, is in the story and where they fit within this character web, and then cl clarify. Uh, and again, story circles have been huge because what is so brilliant about story circles is that they are their own contained story. So then you can really be clear about making each act of the story its own movement of drama, right? And so you can be like, okay, this is our first mini story. And then this is our second mini story and our third mini story and our fourth mini story that takes us through this journey. And then it, it becomes way easier when they get into the draft to even if I, they return with a draft that the dialogue isn't perfect or the action lines are are lacking or their formatting isn't quite there. It's like the core of their story is already leagues for leagues better than where it was when they initially came in, because now we've set up all of these found foundational elements of their story and set those on the right track. And now we can actually have a productive conversation about how do you make your action lines pop on the page? What are the tools that you can use to make your dialogue unique and make characters sound different from each other and all these sorts of things. And then you can focus on that, knowing that the scene that you're doing that in already is the right scene for the story. Ah, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. So give us a, a 30 second plug for top development. What is top development and what is it, uh, what is it there to do for people? So Top Development is here to unite the tribe of storytellers under a unified story language to empower screenwriters to write their best screenplay. Um, if you want to check out what we're up to, you can go to topdevelopment.co. Um, you can get some more information there. And uh, the best place to learn more about me and what I'm up to and what Top Development is, is up to is on YouTube. Um, if you Google or if you search top development on YouTube, you'll find us. Uh, it's still under my handle. So it's still at Tyler Mowry, T-Y-L-E-R-M-O-W-E-R-Y on YouTube. And you'll find me in the videos. And I highly recommend it. There's lots of great videos in there. It's uh, um, and, and just like you've been in this whole interview, you're, you're such a great speaker that it, all your videos are super easy to, to follow and digest and, and uh, very helpful. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think people get a lot, of, a lot of good out of it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank this has you. been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. Yeah. So please uh, check out Tyler's uh, YouTube, uh, Top Development's YouTube page, and uh, follow us at WG Therapy on Twitter and Instagram, and check us out at uh, WritersGroupTherapy.com. Otherwise, we will see you next time. 